Amen. Turn to the first of the book of Romans, chapter 8, and verse 28. And secondly, John 3.12. I'll go ahead and give you both of them right now. Romans 8.28 and John 3.12. John chapter 3, verse 12, and Romans 8, 28. I feel this morning as a, as a church, not, not this church, but as a, a movement, I guess I should say, um, that oftentimes we come into the house of the Lord with expectations, not, in a, not even necessarily in a carnal sense, not even necessarily in a, a bad way, but we come with expectations of, of first entertainment, We've come to see what God is going to do, and that's okay. That's all right to want to see the, the miracles and the blessings of God. We want a newness. We want something uh, that we haven't seen before. We want something that we haven't heard before. And I myself am guilty of coming to the house of the Lord and, and expecting some deep theological revelation to come forth. I catch myself sometimes listening to to uh, some, of the, some of the great ministers of our movement and, I, and I, I sit there in expectation almost of being wowed at times. Like, Lord, I, I, I want to hear something more than I've heard before. I want to hear something uh, different than I've heard before. We want a, a, a revelation, so to speak, in our spirit. And over the past few weeks as I've uh, thought about that and dwelt on that, I've felt a, a little bit of a shift in my spirit. I received a revelation, I guess you could say, a newness to me. And my revelation is this. We've got to stop waiting on a revelation and recommit to what God has already said, done, and shown us. Amen. So if you've come this morning expecting something great and something beautiful and something new and of a revelation from God, your revelation is this. Look back at what God has done. Recommit to what God has done, to what he has said, and to all the miracles that he has shown us. We do not need to increase in, in revelations from God, but rather uh, we need an increase in the commitment that we have to receive those revelations. We've got to recommit to God this morning. So Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And everybody said, but. John 3.12 says, if, ye, if I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you heavenly things? And man, you can set your Bibles down there next to you this morning. And I want you to say one last prayer with me that God would, that God would speak to us through this, that we would recommit our spirit to God, that we would not just rely on God to find us, for God to always bless us and always just, just come in the nick of time that we would recommit and be willing to receive at all times. That we would love the Lord before and after he, re he blesses us with whatever it is we're after. So would you pray with me one more time, Jesus, in your name, Lord, I pray that this word is, is spoken and received in love, Jesus. Lord, we want to draw closer to you, Jesus. We want to renew our commitment with you, God. Lord, we want to receive your blessings, and we don't want to minimize the blessings that you have for us, God. But Lord, this morning, I want us to recommit, Jesus, to elevate our spirit of faith in you. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning.
For just uh, the next little bit, I want to uh, speak to you under the title, Level Up. Level Up. Amen. And my thought process behind uh, this, this title this morning is that as, as a young boy, um, video games were the thing. I'm looking around. I'm guessing I don't have a ton of video game players in here this morning. I know I have a few. I mean, but when I was when I was young, we didn't have you know PlayStation 17s and Xbox whatever is out now because they it, it just wasn't that advanced. We had things like GameCast. anybody remember GameCast or Sega or Nintendo? Is is there even a Nintendo system anymore? Like, does anybody have a new Nintendo system out? Like these things just aren't aren't what they used to be. Um, now it's all computer. It's all online. You can. Talked to people across the world while playing a video game. For us, we had to get the landline phone, put it up to our ear, and tell our buddy across the street what level we were on from there. There was no communication. It was very, um, it was very simple compared to the, the video games we have now. But I remember playing video games and having a twin brother, and we would invest our money into books that would give us specific codes to get us to specific levels within games. So we would get cheat codes is what they were. They were, they were cheat codes. Uh, they helped us cheat the game in order to get whatever we wanted, wherever we wanted to go, whatever the situation was. We were willing to spend our money on these cheat codes. And we would cheat the game. We would play the game. We would type in our little code. And, and we would get to what, whatever it was um, that we were wanting. Our expectations are that we can simply bypass the game. We can blow, blow by everything we are supposed to go through and beat the game without ever putting in effort is what we wanted. Which seems completely silly now considering we spend our parents' money on these games in order not to play them, just to type in a code and beat them. But this is, this is how uh, we looked at it. We, we just had the expectations that we could just bypass everything in this game, that we could just get to the, the final uh, championship, or we could just get to the, the final scene of the game. And that was all we were, we were after. We just entered that short little code, and we are brought to a higher level. And the world is just great and fantastic, and we beat the game. We want the rewards of diligence and hard work, but we don't want to put in the hard work. Hey, Amen. This is where I feel we are this morning, not just uh, in, in this church, but as uh, Christians in general, is that we want the reward of a diligent and hardworking Christian. We want the reward of someone who's willing to pray every single day, multiple hours, and will fast and will read their Bible until they can't read anymore. But we are not willing to take the time out of our extremely busy schedules to do these things. We simply want the reward. We just want to blow by life. We want to blow by our relationship with Jesus Christ. An expectation that he would just reveal whatever it is we need. Or he will provide whatever it is we need when we get to that, that final scene or that, that final championship. We are comfortable with the miracles. We are comfortable with the results of God. We are comfortable just putting in minimal effort in receiving the best of rewards. Our society has become accustomed to just showing up on a Sunday morning, and that's good enough. Just being here is good enough 
to be a, a good Christian or to receive the love and the mercy of God. And God loves you and God has mercy on you regardless. I want to say that. But if you think that you can just bypass God, that you, you can just blow by church, you can blow by faith, you can excuse yourself from reading your Bible and from a strong prayer life. And in the final scene, when you stand before God, God is going to say, well done. You are misguided. You have misinterpreted what the Bible stands for. And even though we're talking about silly video games this morning and, and we're talking about leveling up and, and something that quite frankly means very little to nothing to most of the people in this room. Amen. If you want to level up with God, if you want to get to a higher place, it's not going to happen by just typing in some cheap little code and getting there. You're going to have to put in some work. You're going to have to put in some effort. You're going to have to spend some time with Jesus Christ for that to take place. Yes. Amen. We've become so accustomed to the workings of God. That when we need something, we are now looking for, for some revelation and, and, and we're counting on God before we've even begun to commit to God's plan. We misinterpret the idea of, of God's plan for us with just God blessing us. And that's not necessarily the case. Amen. Jonah. I think of Jonah. God's plan was for him to do one thing and he chose to do another and expected God to be okay with it. Didn't work out, did it? We have to be willing to, to follow God's plan at all times. Sometimes you're going to uh, have to stop asking for something new from God, something better from God, the, the higher level from God, and use the tools he has already given you to get your victory. Sometimes God needs you in his timing. And until that comes, you need to increase your level of commitment to God's ways. Trust the God you know. Trust the God you know. We're all here today because we love the Lord. Amen? Yes. Amen. We love God today. But what kind of love is it if we don't trust his process? If we don't trust the way he loves us? If we don't trust the things he makes us go through or allows us to go through? If we reread Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. The illustration that, that comes to mind this morning for me is Moses. In, in Exodus 3, Moses is drawn to the burning bush, and the Lord reveals his plan for the children of Israel. One of the greatest miracles of the Bible is, is Moses receiving the, the call of Jesus at that bush. Right? That's something we teach our kid from a very young age. That's a, that's a beautiful experience that Moses had. Here he is tending to his father-in-law's sheep out in the wilderness. And he looks over and sees a bush on fire. And the, the Bible says it was not, uh, the, the bush was not engulfed. It was not on fire. It was filled with fire. So it was, uh, it was burning without burning, so to speak. If you've ever seen kerosene burn, it burns the kerosene, but it doesn't burn anything else. Okay? Uh, very much in, in the same way. The, the bush was uh, filled with fire, but, but not on fire. And Moses was drawn to this, and he approaches the bush. And it's the voice of God calling out, Moses, Moses. He says, here I am. And the Lord says, come near. Come here, let me talk to you. It's one of the, the greatest things we've, we've ever seen. And we recognize the significance of that moment and, and of the revelation that Moses receives in that moment. And we want that sort of revelation from God. We want to be used in the manner of Moses. We look at this and we say, what a beautiful experience. 
You're in the wilderness and God calls you from a burning bush and tells you exactly what he wants you to do with the rest of your life. Amen. I would love to experience uh, something like that. We want to be used in that way. But if you read it, you will see that God required something of Moses before he ever revealed anything. Before he ever said a word other than Moses' name, he required of something. Take your shoes off. That's what the Bible says. He instructed him to take his shoes off. And for us, we think about that, or some of us are like, ew. Some of us are like, wow. And some of us are like, okay, I can take my shoes off. That's... No big deal. I'm going to ask you this morning, please keep your physical shoes on for my benefit. I can tell you in, in my case, it would have to be God for me to take my shoes off. And you can ask my wife who is in the room today. Um, it took marriage. It took marriage before I take my shoes off in front of my wife. I am not in our house. If you come to our house, feel free to keep your shoes on. I keep my shoes on from the time I wake up until about 30 minutes before I go to bed. So I am a, a, a shoe person. It would have to be God to tell me to, to take off my shoes in the middle of a desert and just walk up to a burning bush and just sit there and listen to him talk. It would have to be something uh, uh, special. It would have to be something worth going for. But God asked something of Moses that seems so small and so insignificant to us when we read it. But how many small things does God ask you for? How many small things does God direct us to do and we ignore them because you are too focused on the end of the game? How many times do we overlook the, the little things that God is requiring of us as Christians because we are so focused on just getting to the very end? You need to understand today that without the commitment, big or small, without first giving God whatever it is he's after, there is no revelation. There is no blessing. You have to be willing to commit to God at a higher level. You see, we want the burning bush, but we are unwilling to take off the shoes to get there. And I am not a possession person. This, this church is not a possession church. Uh, we don't come after your money, and we don't necessarily come after your time or your effort. And I'm not necessarily even after your food. But if you want the things of God, you better be willing to drop the extra 20 in when he tells you to. And when you love God, you better be willing to fast when he requires it of you. And when God asks you to clean the church, don't you double guess and say, well, that's kind of a commitment that I'm not really, really willing to take on. Big or small, when God calls you, you commit and you follow through. I mean, what would have happened if Moses, the little one thing that, that God asked of Moses before he speaks to him, what if Moses was like, nah, God, I, I'm good. My feet are kind of sore. I'm just going to leave my shoes on. I'm going to stand here. If you could just yell it to me. What would have the Bible have looked like in that case? What would the Old Testament have, have shaped up to be if Moses would not have been sensitive to what God was telling him to do? Big or small? I think of, of Moses in this situation. I think of going barefoot across, uh, across this, this, this place and and. I remember thinking about, well, Moses is tending sheep. He's out in this field, whether it's beautiful, whether it's rustic, whether it's, you know, it doesn't really matter. Going barefoot in that time, walking up to a bush that is on fire, requires faith. It required faith. 
And I know as well, if you've ever been to the beach, that when you walk across uh, something that's been out in the sun too long, when you walk across sand or, or dirt or rocks or anything, it can be painful. It hurts. And the last thing that, that I think about is the vulnerability that, that Moses is putting himself in. Here he is listening to a bush. <laughs> it's probably a good thing no one else walked up, right? But Moses is standing here and he's, he's listening to a, a, a bush give him directions. And this bush is on fire and he is willing to take off his shoes and walk up to this burning bush and sit there and listen. Now, everything in our human rationale tells us that is absolutely crazy. None of those things were to happen. We would never do those things. But Moses is willing to do those things because he believes in, in the blessings of God and he understands the significance of the voice of God coming to him. You have to understand this morning that being blessed by God requires a higher level of commitment from the people who are supposed to love him. Yes. Amen. We cannot just expect the burning bush to chase us down this morning. You've got to be willing to take off your shoes. You're going to have to have faith. You're going to have to be willing to deal with a little pain and vulnerability sometimes. But you're going to have to walk to that bush and listen to the voice of God. If you want something new, if you want something better from Jesus Christ. We cannot become so accustomed to the blessings of God that we forget how we get them. We need to pray. We need to pray every day. And we need to fast. And we need to worship and we need to listen, and not just listen, but obey when he, when he speaks to us. We need to follow Jesus Christ like never before. Yes. Amen. No one else can bring you your miracle this morning. No one else can get you where God wants you. There's no code that we can type in that just gets us to the promised land, that just gets us to heaven this morning. You have to be willing to do it yourself. Sometimes it costs us. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes we put ourselves in situations where we don't completely understand the outcome. But I can tell you that it is worth the wait this morning. 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 18. This is a story of David. It says, On that day Gad went to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arana, the Jezebite. So David went up as the Lord had commanded through Gad. When Arana looked and saw the king and his officials coming towards him, he went out and bowed before, before the king with his face to the ground. Arana said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? To buy your threshing floor, David answered, so I can build an altar to the Lord that the plague of the people may be stopped. Arana said to David, Let the lord the king take whatever he wishes and offer it up. Here are oxen for the burnt offering, and here are threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. Your majesty, Arana, gives all this to the king. Arana also said to him, may the Lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Arana, no, I insist on paying for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. Amen. So oftentimes, I, I feel like this is where we are. We want to bless God. We want to be blessed by God. Amen. But we feel as if that blessing comes from, from taking things or using things or prayers or using someone else's spirituality or, or, or waiting for pastor to preach just the right message for us to get to the place where we are fully committed to God. Where we get to the point that says, I'm willing to build my own altar. 
I am willing to go and do the work myself. I'm willing to pay whatever it costs me to do this because I know my God is worth it and I'm committed to him. David knew what it meant to sacrifice. There was no copying a code for him. There was no just feeding off someone else. It was his altar to build. We have to learn to build an altar before the Lord on our own. And we can't rely on others to get us to the, the last second and us receive the blessing. The things you need from God are going to come from applying what he has already given us to our lives and raising that level of commitment. I tell our young people often, we have a, a lot of young people, which I'm very, very thankful for, and you should be proud of your young people, that are, are becoming very, very interested in ministry in different, different forms, some uh, you know, worship team, some, um, you know, Brother Cody works on the computer for us and does a fantastic job. We've got some that enjoy speaking. We've got all these young people who are, are becoming just in love with the work of God, and I'm very, very thankful for that. But I often tell them that ministry is achieved when your commitment matches the calling. When you are willing to do what God is telling you to do, now you're ready for ministry. When you are willing to sell out everything, when you're willing to give up everything to fulfill that calling, now you're ready for ministry. Church, we are, are, are in a place that is of, of great commitment or the lack thereof. You're either committed or you're not. You're either sold out to God or you're not. You're either on fire for God or you're not. Amen. And we cannot continue to uh, expect God to, to work in situations and to bless us if we are not willing to match that level of commitment. If we're not able to raise our level of commitment to that of the calling of Jesus Christ, then we cannot expect a spirit-filled service. We cannot expect God to dwell on when we don't give him. God blesses those who love him. But you have to overcome the earthly things before you're ready for the spiritual things. God demands commitment from us. So commit to God and receive the blessing this morning. Amen. Forget about what this world has to offer. Forget about what you're going through right here and now. Just simply commit to God. Sell out to God. Read your Bible daily. Pray every, every minute that you, you can give him. Give it to God. Learn to fast. A, a meal here and there won't kill any of us. Give it to God. And when you give it to God, you can expect the blessing that you are after in return. I have found that uh, when, when I rely on other means to get me to the highest level, when I was a boy, as we were talking about earlier, and I would begin playing these games, and I would type in my code, and I would get to the very last level of the game, I would find that when I would get there, I was often ill-equipped to deal with what was there. And the reason was I hadn't played the game. I hadn't acquired the tools I needed in order to take on whatever it was that, that was waiting for me in the very last episode or the very last level of the game. I believe in, in the blessings of God, and I would love to believe that, that some of us or all of us could live a life that was just completely carefree, that was completely filled with God's love to the point where nothing bad ever happened. I would love to believe that, but I'm sitting here looking at probably 70 people who would tell me otherwise, because we all have bad days. We all have things that we wish God would, would deal with and maybe he hasn't or it took him a while to deal with it. But we have to learn at times to become okay with the journey, okay with God's plan, knowing that he is waiting for us 
at the end. That we don't just get to bypass life. We don't just get to bypass our spiritual walk with him and, and receive that blessing at the end. Sometimes the blessing is found going through the trouble. Sometimes the thing that you are after you will find in the time of desperation or of a, a negative effect. We have to be willing to go through the difficult times to get to God, just like we expect God to bring us through the difficult times. Amen. In your desperation for a miracle, don't lose sight of the fact that you need the process to equip you for the blessing. This message is not a message that is meant to set the church on fire, and I obviously didn't expect you know, people just running the aisles and kicking over pews and there's not maybe some of the, the fire that, that we like in, in a message. Maybe there's, there's some of the you know, ministerial pizzazz that many have that I just leave out. And that's perfectly fine with me. Today is not about uh, necessarily a beautiful sermon or a beautiful service for that matter. Today is about realigning your commitment with Jesus Christ. I mean, I myself am guilty, and I, God, our God is a God of miracles. Our God is a God of blessing. I believe that 100%. God has blessed me beyond, beyond measure. God has blessed me in so many ways. I don't know where I would be without God this morning. But at times, I've found myself being, become, becoming so accustomed to God just doing it that I've forgotten what it's like to fall on my face, lay everything I have before God, and deal with the outcome. Today is not about a cheat code that's just gonna get you to, to heaven. It's not about just, well, what can I do to bypass life? The question is, what can you do in this life that's gonna bring you closer to God? That's what commitment is. Who is it that you haven't reached that you want to? What is it that you haven't given to God that you need to? I'm talking about commitment today. And I'm telling you that when you commit to God, when you are fully sold out to Jesus Christ, whatever it is you're after, whatever it is you've been praying for, whatever end game you're trying to get to, God can provide it. And God will provide it if it's his will to do so. I mean, but this morning, as we close out, I'm going to ask you just to lift your hands with me. Lift your voice with me. And let's just spend some time committing to Jesus Christ. Let's not get so focused on what we need from God. Let's get so focused on what we can give God. Can we do that right now? Jesus, in your name, God. Lord, everything I am, Jesus, I give it to you.